Welcome to the Technology Lab, presented by CPA Practice Advisor, with your hosts, Randy Johnston and Brian Tankersley. G'day. Welcome to the Technology Lab. I'm Randy Johnston with my co-host, Brian Tankersley. We'd like to talk to you about Engage 2023. Brian and I both presented at the event and both attended, but he started off his time attending the CPA Practice Advisors 40 Under 40. Now, if you're a listener and would like to apply, you certainly could apply to be in this group, which is a very interesting group of young CPAs with a, a significant amount of technology and practice knowledge. Now, Brian, I know you attended the 40 Under 40 this year, and you've been on the 40 Under 40 in the list in the past. Uh, what should our listeners know about what you learned? Well, I, I I think it's good to uh, I, I think it's helpful to go to these kinds of meetings because there are a lot of very talented, very forward-thinking practitioners in there. You know, we had we had people in there that uh, that were that were running their own practices and that were just generally generally were just doing uh, doing interesting things, and so the conversation was really good because you got to find out what was actually working and what wasn't working in their minds. Um, it was also interesting. We had some discussions about practice management philosophy and uh, generative AI and other things like that. And most of this group is actually trying the generative AI, uh, by the way, um, you know, I, you got to be really careful about the about the privacy issues with that. But um, the only way to learn how to write prompts is to do it. So it's something that you're gonna have to throw some time at. Um, but with the group, um, you know, we had presentations from Intuit and Walters Kluwer, and um, I think we had a lot of very good, interesting discussions. Um, I think they were generally upset that uh, there hadn't been more progress in getting some of the cloud applications out. I think, you know, I think they were um, they were working on issues like practice management uh, that were that that have been a, a theme that you and I've seen, Randy, in the profession where people are interested in doing something a little bit different for practice management. This group, obviously, since um, many of them had started their own firms or were were the benevolent overlord taking over their parents, their parents, existing firms. Um, as a result, this group seemed to have some more um, some more forward thinking uh, things in there. You know, some of them were using the new engagement letter generator. Some of them were using uh, tools like Go Proposal to uh, to set up their proposals. Uh, most of them were doing engagement letter e-signature um, and and had that going. So there were a lot of a lot of interesting practices uh, that we discussed. Yeah. And, you know, as I listen to you talk about that, uh, I understand when I was younger, I was also impatient, but I'm going to flip it all the way upside down. It seems to me that the development cycle of products is notably slowed down because of the money behind the companies. They've been kind of cutting corners on developers and cutting corners on support people and so forth, trying to drive more bottom line profit. Uh, I think that would be a trend across the entire profession, which, you know, we'll, we have a separate technology lab on practice management trends, for example, and tech governance, which we certainly encourage you to listen to. But as it turns out, 
these these trends i think are long-term trends because you have the public companies like uh intuit and walters kluwer who i think uh attended the 40 under 40 event you've got the whole uh genre of ai which we've had uh multiple different uh episodes at least five on ai and we'd encourage you to listen to those with many of the cautions and whatnot but whenever you hang out with smart people my rule of thumb is you learn something new and that's the good news of being able to attend you know that uh, type of event um i also note brian that the cpa practice advisor uh, sponsored the most powerful women and in both of these lists the 40 under 40 most powerful women i would encourage you look up to see who was there but again a pretty smart group of people to hang with and you and i think know pretty much everybody on on both lists yeah yeah except for janet yellen who was on the most powerful women in accounting and you know i i I kind of question whether she's really in accounting because i don't know how much accounting goes on at the federal level um but uh anyway uh looking but but it was a good event you know there was a lot of buzz at engage around ai randy um you know, I noted that Field Guide had some announcements where you could basically feed in uh, policies, and then it would summarize them for you. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people were wanted wanted to use Copilot today. And John Higgins, you in your presentation, me in mine, John Higgins in his, uh, all all talked about Microsoft Copilot, uh, which is due out later this year and is going to be an upcharge for Office. So we don't, you know. We got a lot of things we don't know there. Uh, Thompson in their legal division had shown a has shown a engagement a contract generator uh, that that uses ChatGPT. Uh, however, with Thompson's reorg, all the development is centralized as opposed to being by division, and so. I think you know that since that contract generator is still in beta and still still just kind of a proof of concept, um, I think that it's going to be quite a while before anything comes out. Uh, somebody was on Twitter yesterday talking about talking about wanting to know what the status of using something like that in accounting was, and I I if I was a betting man, I would say the earliest you would see something like that, uh, given this this reduced in spend and reduced in development that you were talking about, Randy, I think the earliest you might see a, a proof of concept of that would be something at their user conference this fall. Yeah, understood. And you know, there were a lot of other uh, accelerator veterans besides uh, the field guide folks. Uh, you know, both of us know Kelly Mann from Audit Miner well, and you've already mentioned NULA, for example. Of course, Audit Miner is going to get their uh, SOC uh, certification for that product, but you also yeah. had players. I actually, like... I actually sat next to Kelly in the SOC session and uh, in a SOC session that was right before my session. And, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's one of the 25 most powerful women in accounting. Uh, so she actually got the award. And I think she's an amazing addition to this. Um, you know, she's just, she's a dynamo. And I think she's somebody definitely to watch. Um, yeah, very interesting. And, you know, as it turns out, others like the four impact data folks or yeah. the uh, sender folks, for example, you know, they had presence uh, at the event and many people don't recognize that the products exist yet. And And the thing about it is that's where most of the original thinking is coming in right now. You know, if you look at 
you know, these these problems that these startups are solving, you know, whether it's the data driven audit and uh, or and inflow or whether it's the uh, whether we're talking about field guide and the need to map the the different audit schemas on top of each other. So SOC, the control objectives you have for SOC and for um, for for regular audit and for COSO and and for um, ISO twenty seven thousand one, you know, mapping those on top of each other so you don't have to do the same work three times. I think is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I I'm I'm disappointed, but not incredibly surprised because it seems like the earnings pressure that the existing players are getting is is just really really strong these days. It is real. And in fact, um, you, we said it to each other independently coming to the same conclusion, but I heard it directly from way too many people. Uh, the expectations, our performance plan is unachievable. And, you know, we're set up for failure in effect. And, you know, I just think about how many uh, long-term and newbies, by the way, contacts from the vendor floor basically were talking about what they had to be able to achieve. And, and, uh, and I think a lot of that is related to the fact that we have people coming in that are very good at managing investments and doing due diligence and, thing, and, and running companies that are in a different vertical. And they're having now to make some decisions, not understanding the whole ramifications on on the relation, the existing relationships with the profession. Um, you know, accountants like you know, accountants switch tax software. Uh, you you've said I think you're the first to say it. The switch tax software about as often as major world religions. And you know, adoption of audit things is on a three year cycle, usually tracking the peer review. There, there are a lot of things like that because there are so many moving parts that have to be dealt with when we're changing this stuff out on a practice that is, by the way, continuing to run and do all the other things there. So, yeah. and, and I was amazed, Brian, how many conversations I had to have related to the sure prep not working with pro system tax <laughs> announcements over the month of May. And, you know, people were just uh, amazingly um you know, frantic is the word I'm going to use because so, they're they're forced to change software in many cases. Yeah. So so here's the here's the facts as I understand them um, from from a presentation from Dave Weil. Um, I've gotten some independent corroboration from Walter Skluer and others, but um, what my understanding is is that uh, Walter Skluer is not going to renew SurePreps license for ProSystem FX tax after November of this year. And that means that all SurePreps outsourced preparers will no longer be able to use ProSystem FX tax. Okay. So that means that those firms, should they wish to continue using SurePrep, will have to upgrade to Access um, or switch to Expatax or do something different. Uh, so that that's a big move here. And, you know, it kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, when Thompson wouldn't integrate with people um, 15 years ago. Um, now, Dave says that Thompson has gotten religion on that and that they're, they're open and everything. Um, and maybe they are. Uh, but, but I will tell you that I've, I've had, a, I had a couple of people that you and I talked to 
that were trying to get integrated with uh, practice CS that were struggling. And so, you know, I, I think I think we have to watch out for this uh, this proprietary data strategy and the these um, again some of the moves in here. I think we've got people. I think we've got so much pressure going on. People don't know what to do. Um, yeah, and you know, as you're thinking about these trends, uh, obviously, you and I have run the accounting firm operations technology survey for you know about a decade. And we get to spot those trends oftentimes a year to two years before they become obvious in the market. But I am now more than convinced than ever this conversation we've had in the past about choosing all one suite from a single vendor like Walters Kluwer or Thomson Reuters versus best of breed. Uh, some of the risks of best of breed are becoming obvious if the uh, the suppliers don't play friendly. And, you know, there's always been walled gardens and, you know, uh, some vendors won't expose all of their data for various reasons and whatnot. But this particular forced uh, uh, conversion is going to be fascinating to watch play out. Now, we have actually worked through a way that you can split your, uh, you know, Walters Kluwer pro system tax uh, and access tax and process with sure prep and so forth. So, uh, you know, it can be solved, but it isn't an easy solve. And a lot of people didn't have that on their agenda to solve this year until they found out about it in May. So again, you know, I'm just thinking about the vendor conversations and the attendee conversations that engage. This was a frantic point. But, but let's, let's not forget now, for those that are trying to solve these data integration problems and other things like this, there are companies out there like Once Accounting, and there are robotic process automation tools out there uh, that, that can be used to automate some of this integration, even if somebody won't let you do it. Okay, so yep. for example, if you had a spreadsheet, you know, if SurePrep were to create the input data that they want to map over to the tax software, if they were to to create the working papers associated with that and then just put put that into a spreadsheet, somebody could write an RPA bot to go input that into ProSystem FX Tax and kind of work around this. But that's an ugly task that we're talking about. And and that's something that that is going to need more testing than I think we have window to do between now and January. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Well, you know, there's a couple of other uh, important observations, I think. Of course, we uh, note that Iris uh, had announced in January that they were going to consolidate Docket and iChannel into one. And uh, they have also announced that they're going to consolidate Star Practice Management Practice Engine Cinta into one. So there's some Iris consolidations that will affect some of our listeners clearly. Um, but, you know, if you go back to the big trends besides AI, because everybody's talking about AI like they they know what they're they're doing and it's also novice and new. But single it, portal. You know, but can I say can I say that that with AI, it reminds me so much of the social media consultants and the SEO consultants 15, 20 years ago when it was all new, you know, a homeless guy can hold up a sign and say that I'm a, I'm an AI consultant now. Um <laughs> You know, you know, I think that's that's pretty true, Brian. It is pretty much like that, isn't it? So, you know, there are maybe a couple of other important things to call out because the number one trend after AI, in my mind, was single portal. 
everybody's yeah. trying to get to single portal. And of course, you know, the, the Surelink folks were on the floor and the CEO joined uh, them, uh, you know, at the, at the event, but you had Lysio who was holding meetings uh, on this and others were trying to get their smart vault was present and so forth, just to name three single portal approaches. Of course, Shearfile, a long-term product that we've talked about was trying to make a, a new impression with their change in management. But when everything's said and done, single portal, big deal. But the other one was the uh, lack of talent is still a problem. We've got another uh, technology lab speaking about outsourcing. But as it turns out, the talent shortage is not quite as severe as it was, but it's still real. And we uh, were introduced uh, by uh, Val Steed from Zoho to a provider called Miles Education, which was a very fascinating model. So do you want to describe that for the listeners? Sure, yeah. So, so in Miles Education, what they're doing is they're taking people that are uh, people that are students in, um, or excuse me, that are working in India today as accountants for PwC and the Big Four and other outsourced operations. Uh, in some cases, they are doing just data entry. In other cases, they are um, they are actually going in and and doing some of the prep work. So some of them actually hold CAs. Uh, you know, they're chartered accountants in India. Uh, now, uh, what these people are doing is they're coming over to the States. They're enrolling in a Master of Accountancy uh, program. Uh, they've got partnerships with a wide range of universities. And and so they are taking these these folks that uh, that are coming over with experience already that have already become acclimated into professional practice and they're putting them into master's programs and then uh, the employees then after they graduate uh, they can actually stay in the u.s for a couple of years um, and then they're gonna most of them are planned to apply for h1 plan to work and apply for an h1b uh, visa um, and then do that for a couple of years in the U.S. And if they get an H-1B, great. If they don't get an H-1B, then they could go back to India and effectively be um, very experienced staff people that could train others. And they would already have had two years of onshore work with those with the firms that hire them. Now, big firms are doing, you know, big, big associations were doing this. Uh, we're doing, we're hiring these folks. Uh, you know, it was, I think they cited BDO and McGladry and uh, again, other top 50 firms. And they said that these folks are just getting snapped up because effectively they're getting five year people that have five years of experience inside an accounting firm plus a recent master's degree that that and and they're just picking the best of the best because these folks want to leave India and come to the states and so it's a um, it's an interesting model i thought yeah i had not seen one like it so it was interesting uh to meet uh, the, the, one of the representatives of the company. Now, you know, just a couple more ideas uh, before we have to close today's session. Uh, I, I know that the AICPA has been promoting their DAS audit uh, product. And of course, we've got a separate uh, session technology lab on audit tool trends that you might want to listen to if you have an interest in audit comp and review. But we do note that the uh, DAS product uh, has a bit of delay to it, but it will make it out this year. So what can you tell our listeners about that? 
uh, it's like I said, we we they, that's the topic that comes up a lot in a lot of the thought leaders slash speaker dinners and things like that, because uh, there are a lot of CPA.com folks, of course, that are in there. And uh, it's my understanding that Daz has been delayed until it's supposed to come out uh, with a commercial release in July. Right now, it's kind of in a beta. And uh, they did, I think Jim Burke at Witham did some work on auto dealerships in a very limited trial. Um, and so there's still some things to work on there. Um, I am told that the amount of money AICPA has spent on this is in the tens of millions of dollars. So I'm I'm quite excited about about seeing what they've done. But at this point, uh, we're still we're still kind of waiting to see uh, what this looks like. Yeah, understood. Well, you know, we were fortunate to be able to do, uh, in my case, tech update. In your case, I know you did RPA and and so forth. Uh, always a pleasure to be able to go and speak but just as important to be able to talk with a number of the attendees and the vendor exhibitors. So, you know, just thinking it through, I, I, I know there's much, much more we could talk about because of the uh, things that we encountered, but I don't, there weren't that many announcements. There weren't that many new products, uh, products that we've recommended like the .cpa domain uh, were covered in sessions and whatnot, but any other things of note? Brian from I, 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 I think I think it is more critical than ever that you get out and go to big conferences right now. There's a lot changing with practice management, with new products, with data-driven audit, with um, with gen generative AI. Um, and I think you need to in I, th I think the problem we all have is that we don't know what we don't know. And the only way you're going to get it is to get out and talk to other people that are trying things and to get out and see things face to face and understand what's possible. And so, you know, Engage is done for this year, but digital CPA is coming up this fall. Uh, Scaling New Heights uh, will is is in, I guess, late June. I don't know if this podcast will come out before then, uh, but you know there are a lot of there are a lot of national conferences and i think it's important that you keep up because i think the pace of change we're looking at right now is much faster than we've ever had in the past and the likelihood of you having of you getting left behind is pretty strong if you don't start adapting to some of these changes because i i sense that they're coming down the pike uh very, very fast, much faster than traditional standard settings things uh, have come down the pike. And so I think I think you're going to have to really watch out if you're moving, because I think it's going to be going to be really, you know, this is like a situation where you have an interstate with a speed bump. OK, uh, I think you have to really watch because I think those speed bumps are there. And if you don't know they're there, you're going to you're going to have a mess on your hands. Yeah, and I will, I appreciate that. And I will also caution you, if you're staying inside your own four walls, the misrepresentations from sales reps and on vendors' websites are pretty broad. Uh, I did consulting work just yesterday with multiple CPA firms, and in every situation, they'd looked at content on the vendor website that was incorrect. And so I don't know why, I just know it was wrong. Right, and that so. and that's another reason to go to the big conferences because I get more networking done and more real stuff solved in one day of a big conference like Engage or Scaling or others um, at, 
than I do in a month of trying to go to webinars and make phone calls and chase people down at, at the office. So I just had, I just had, you know, four days at Engage and I got to tell you, I'm loaded up with all kinds of stuff, but if I didn't do that, then I would, I would, I would be getting behind and might not even know it. Yeah, understood. Well, such a pleasure to have you join us for this uh, update. And hopefully you got an idea or two out of what happened at Engage. And Brian and I will be with you in a future technology lab. Good day. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the Technology Lab, brought to you by CPA Practice Advisor.